Welcome everybody to Mama Pang's Parenting Podcast. We're going to go right to our guest today um, because we're having some some technical difficulties on my end of this learning to podcast on my own. So um, welcome everybody. Uh, Meet Carolyn Evans. Hi Donna. Thanks for having me here today. Hey Carolyn. Thanks for being here. And thus far I'm seeing both of us show up as being recorded. So woohoo! Perfect. Hey, this is all a part of this learning curve, right? We're all doing things differently than we've ever done before. (laughs) It is so true. I don't know if you're a Brene Brown fan. I am. Did you listen to her episode on FFTs? Ma'am, this is an FFT. (laughs) (laughs) So much so. It's like, no wonder this is so hard. All those emotions. That's right. That's what this is. So we know what it is. It's okay. We'll just move forward. (laughs) That's it. We will survive this. And luckily, we'll survive it together. We love that. So I just want to tell everyone, um, I met Carolyn on a business meeting platform. Um, we've obviously interacted before, and so I reached out to her. We were talking about something new, and it was um, it was about parenting your parents, and we were just talking about, oh, for me and my business, do I need to maybe start something new here? Do I need to add this on? And as we talked, I realized, um, you know, I was feeling like, wow, this really feels like so much. And, and Carolyn, you just have this amazing perspective. Um, and you just jumped right in and you were, you were so relieving. So I'm just going to kind of turn it over to you. Do you remember that conversation and kind of what became of it? Absolutely. And I think what we were talking about is creating another thing, doing another thing. Let, let me create this additional page and and you were kind of panicking right because let's be honest at that point I think we were what week two or three of being on quarantine right 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 so my thought to you at that time was now is not the time to take on something new right um I feel like, and and where we were several weeks ago and where we are today is very different and it's changing every day, but I don't feel like now is the time to do things that add to our plates. We naturally have so much on our plates right now and things are changing so much that I don't feel like we should add to our plates. We should really just be giving ourselves grace and giving our family grace and leaning in to the things that are most important, not necessarily adding to our plates. There will be yeah. time for that again. Now just yeah. might not be the time. No reason to overwhelm ourselves with additional. Just dig into what you have and do that really well. Right. Yeah. And and it was such a relief because I, I think I found myself, you know, like, oh, Kind of like, oh, I, you know, I really want to do this, and this is really important stuff, which it is. It is, but it's it, again the timing, and and you know, I, you and I were just joking about our FFTs, um, and I'm not going to tell everybody what that stands for. I'm hoping they can just figure it out on their own. <laughs> it's a fabulous first time. That's it, <laughs> fabulous. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So this wonderful 
philosophy of just focusing on what is, what's going on right now, and, and the things you already have that you're dealing with. Tell me how you came up with, I called it a philosophy, but how did you come up with this perspective or this philosophy? Um, was it born just out of uh, our isolation time for COVID-19, or is this an ongoing parenting philosophy you've had? It is absolutely born out of necessity during this period of time. Absolutely. So I am a mom of two. My husband and I have been married for 14 years. We have an 11-year-old and a four-year-old boy, two boys, right? So I think when all of this first happened, so many parents were quick to set up a classroom in their home. Our kids are at home. We're all homeschooling. Excuse me. Um, And I think everybody went into go mode where all of a sudden you have to be a homeschooling teacher and we have to set up these classrooms. And right from the beginning for me, that didn't feel right. And I think that didn't feel right because I'm not a teacher. And while I'm happy to help my children learn from home, it will be me helping my kids learn from home during a pandemic, not me teaching my children because I'm an at-home teacher. That's just not what I am. So instead of jumping into building a classroom in our house and jumping into teacher mode, my philosophy was a little more like, I am going to help my kids with their schoolwork and their studies, and we are obviously going to get that done because that's important, but we're also going to lean in with love and grace and pull the education out of this moment that we're in, right? We're going to learn from what we're going through collectively as a family and as an entire world. So our lessons have come from other things other than the classroom um, you know, worksheets and whatever that have been coming home, if that makes sense. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And it's, I love the fact that you, you weren't going to put on another hat. You were going to stay in your role of parent and then try to help out, but not take on a whole new role. Um, I've talked on my podcast a couple times about this, um, like competitive parenting that we have going on. And, and parents just like kind of freak out. They're like, I'm going to do it all. And I'm going to do it, you know, better than 12 other people. And I'm going to go do B. And it just creates, I think, chaos personally. And more and stress. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it sounds like what you did was like, looked at the bigger picture and figured out where you belonged in it. Right. I definitely belong in the parenting role. And like, you know, we were talking about with your work, the same thing with what was happening at home with my parenting, adding one more thing to our plate just didn't feel right. Um, Incorporating it because schoolwork is a part of my boys' lives and that's certainly not going anywhere. So we've incorporated it and my kids are still doing their schoolwork, but just in a a different way in a little bit of a relaxed manner. And as you and I've joked together before, there is no award for being the best quarantine mom. There is no (laughs) award for that. Right. So, you know, we need that to get out there. Seriously. No award, no award. And if there is, I am certainly not going to be winning it. (laughs) I can assure you, but we're, 
it's leaning in with love and just loving our kids through this. Um, I know that we have been doing more um, seeing where we can help in our community, seeing where the problems are, the people who aren't eating right now or who might have food insecurity. And we're doing community service projects as a family so that my kids can learn from that. Um, just, just pulling the lessons out of this season of life that we're in. And I think that that adds to the education that they're getting. Yes, we're still doing English. Yes, we're still doing math, but we're adding to that as a family. Right, right. When you look at that, and it's such a great idea, you're looking at the bigger teachable moment. And within that, I mean, so you talk about, um, helping out in areas of food insecurity. There's so much like social connection to that. And then there's, you can still fit in reading and math and, you know, uh, big picture items and the small pieces all in this huge life lesson that's just presented itself organically given, you know, given the circumstances we're in. Absolutely. I think as parents, we, it is our job, you know, I decided to have children. It is my job to look for the silver lining in this situation. And this is a hard situation. This is, you know, we have hard days. I have hard days. My boys have hard days and we have hard days as a family, but we also have good days and we have days where we cling to the silver lining. And I think as parents, it's our job and our duty to find the silver lining and help make that a part of it for our kids. Right. Right. Helping, helping them hold, you know, big emotions during this difficult time. And then also being able to find a silver lining and knowing that it's not going to come like every day. They're just, some days are just going to be icky days. That's right. That's right. And that, you know, that's okay too. I just love how you say leaning in with love. That's, that's huge. Um, so with this kind of new found philosophy, do you like, is there any one specific thing that's happened in the last few weeks where you can go, you know, this, this came up at our house and this is how I applied this new philosophy to it? Well, um, you know, I think education is the biggest homeschooling is the biggest part you know, not setting up that classroom at home. Um, My four-year-old, I can tell you, has resisted distance learning with every ounce of his being. Um, Four-year-olds don't sit through Zoom calls very well, right? No. Yeah. So while I want to soak up every ounce of his education that we've already paid for, right? And I want to get the most out of that. That's not really what's working for him right now. And so we're finding other ways to do his classroom, if you will, classroom work. You know, he's four. So we can get away with not attending the Zoom calls. But I was trying at first, you know, to, okay, now we've switched to Zoom calls and this is what we're going to do. Well, it was like, fitting a round peg in a square hole with my son. That just wasn't going to work. So we've had to really branch off and just do different things. Um, 
and we're doing a lot more snuggling and a lot more loving and a lot more sitting on the floor and playing Legos and having quiet time because that's what this time seems to call for for my four-year-old. Not so much with my 11-year-old, you know, a little different for right. him. Um, and everyone is, you know, my kids are very different with the seven-year age difference. So we're really just trying to do what works for each of them, not that's what we think should work. <laughs> exactly. That is so important that you just, you stepped back, you can look at this is what's happening and this is what's really important out of it as opposed to, well, they said this has to be done. So, you know, come hell or high water, I'm going to make this Zoom call for a four-year-old yeah, work. That doesn't work. <laughs> we yeah. were trying and there are some kids that are amazing, these little people just sitting there and listening to books being read, but that's not my guy. It just isn't working for him. So we've had to reboot. <laughs> and that's awesome. Did you by chance um, say anything to the school? Like, did you give them any heads up of, hey, this is how we're approaching it? Yeah. So I, we are very fortunate and have a really wonderful school. I have to just give them a shout and say that the teachers and administration have done an unbelievable unbelievable job. Um, and my younger son's teacher even went as far as to reach out and say, well, you know, if, class, if that's not working for him, the classroom Zoom, how about if we just FaceTime and we can talk about the classroom and just keeping things familiar, right? Because all of a sudden his little world has been turned upside down at right. four. You're too old to be clueless as maybe a two-year-old might be but you're way too little to have any idea why you're not going to school, not doing the things you normally do, not going to the park, not seeing your grandparents, right? He doesn't really yeah. get it. So we were, my, his preschool teacher was very quick to just adapt and try to do things differently and was really sweet. We actually tried to do a FaceTime call today to keep familiar faces, um, and to be honest, that didn't really work either, but we're still trying and we're still trying to find things that will keep his routine as normal as possible. Yeah. Yeah. And and yet still have that flexibility for knowing, well, we tried this and this part isn't working. That's fabulous. It's all a work in progress, right? It really Absolutely. is. It really Absolutely. is. Um, so... What else, like just share anything else that you can about this philosophy as far as maybe parents hearing it for the first time, you know, what, what might they benefit from? So I really think that during this time of um, sheltering at home or quarantining or social distancing, whatever you're doing that works for your family, I've noticed that there tend to be two camps, right? There tend to be the people who say, okay, I'm not getting out of bed in the morning. I haven't brushed my teeth in five days. You know, I'm, I'm eating a pint of ice cream for dinner and I don't care because I'm on, right. And I don't care because I'm on quarantine. And then there's a, this other camp right? They've organized their entire home. They're learning a third language and they're halfway oh. through writing a novel. Right. Exactly. Yes. And I've noticed that in single people, in parents who say, oh, my third grader is reading now on a, you know, seventh grade level. And isn't this wonderful? This, you know, 
time together and we've really been able to focus. Well, that's wonderful for some people, but not everybody operates that way. And so I sort of feel like you don't necessarily, I see these two camps, but I don't see that you have to fit into one or the other. I think that it's okay if you have days of both. Now, I am certainly not saying that if you have children, you are not allowed to not do anything, right? You've brought these children into this world and you need to show up for them. I believe that with all of my heart. But I do think it's okay to show your kids that some days we have days where we stay in our PJs all day and we watch an extra movie. And then there are days where we are dressed, we are ready to tackle the world and we're organizing and maybe we're rearranging your bedroom together or we have a project, right? I think that it's okay to go in and out of both camps. And more than anything, I think it's okay to give yourself and the people that are living in your house with you some grace to do it their way. Um, Again, the magnitude of what we're going through as a human race, this is something we're all going through together. It is a global pandemic and there is no one way to deal with it that's right for everyone. It's sort of like grief. Everybody does this in their own way and I think that's okay. There's no award for being the best quarantine mom. There's no one way to do this. And I think we all just need to be very, just give each other grace, right? Very kind and forgiving through this. So that would be my words. That, that is so helpful for everyone to hear because we need to know, um, we, we can meet our kids where they are. We can help them see kind of where we are without obviously, um, like you said, you can't not show up at all, but we can explain to them, you know, this is new for us too. We've not done this part before. And just that flexibility, that is so huge. You know, there's just no one right way to do this. No, there certainly isn't. And it's changing every day for all of us, right? So true. For all of us. True. Well, Carolyn, this has been wonderful. Thank you so much for your time and your flexibility with getting through the technology part. Of course. (laughs) Darna, thank you so much for having me today. It's really been lovely. Nice chatting Um, with you. Well, thank you. You too. And I would like to give you um, a five-second spot here if you would like to mention your business because I think that's only fair. Oh, absolutely. So I am, my husband and I actually each own our own businesses. I am a an entrepreneur. I have had the flexibility of being able to work from home for the last several years. And really what I do is balance my work and home life. And I feel so fortunate to be able to do that and do that around my family's schedule. And I have the honor of helping other people do the exact same thing. So I really love helping people and helping people achieve that work-life balance. So I'm very fortunate to be able to do that. That is excellent. Yes, achieving work, work-life balance is, wow, so important. It gets rid of all that uh, crazy mom guilt. It does. Well, most of the time, you know, most of the time, I think mom guilt is just a very real thing, right? It doesn't go away. (laughs) Somehow it is. It is. We're trying to mitigate and keep it, keep it at a minimum. Yes. Yes. 
All right. Well, thank you again and um, just have a fabulous weekend. Thank you. All right. Take care. Thanks, Donna.